0: Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you? Get in touch with technology with Tech Stuff from HowStuffWorks.com. Hello again, everyone. Welcome to Tech Stuff. My name is Chris Paulette, and I am an editor at HowStuffWorks.com. Sitting across from me, as usual, is senior writer Jonathan Strickland. I've been ionized, but I'm okay now.
1: Okay, let's move on to a little listener mail. This listener mail comes from Brad, and Brad says, How about a series of podcasts that explain the technologies of medicine? Between the diagnostics like MRI, X-ray, CT scans, and nuclear medicine to rehabilitative therapies like ultrasound and electrical stimulations, there are a lot of different possibilities. Well, Brad, we agree with you. Uh, Now, granted... Those are all that's a lot of topics. So we can't yeah. really we, we definitely cannot tackle them all in one go because we would be here for five hours and I am exhausted. So we are going to just do one of those. However, it is one of the more technically difficult ones to talk about in a way. It's magnetic resonance
0: imaging or MRIs. Yeah, you know it's funny that you just said five hours. Yeah. Because the very first MRI which was conducted on July 3rd, 1977, took about five hours.
1: That's right. It took almost five hours to get one image. And what was weird was the image was of a man waving. <laughs> no, that's that part's a lie. That part's a lie. Well, well the, mm. the, that, that image was uh, uh, from a um, graduate student. Yes. Uh, because the original, um, well, one hesitates to use the word victim, but subject... <laughs> The original subject of the first m r i was supposed to be the fellow who was kind of the driving force behind inventing the m r i machine mm-hmm. uh Raymond demadian yes
0: hmm
1: now Raymond was not able to be the first subject of the first m r i because
0: he didn't fit
1: yeah he was uh he had a little too much junk in the trunk oh,
0: that's that's never mind dude I'm not even gonna get in there dude
1: my my trunk has got so much junk in it. I'm just saying. So, uh, yeah, Damadian was not able to... uh, He was disappointed when he first used his machine because it didn't work. And at first he thought that perhaps all this work he had been putting into uh, developing this device was for naught. And then someone suggested that perhaps a slightly thinner subject might be uh, better suited for the first test. And so one of the graduate students that was working with him stepped up to the plate and said that they would take the place and it, indeed it worked it did take about 5 hours um that's that's a long time to be in an MRI machine
0: <laughs> yes and a, well, another uh, just another trivia fact for those of you who uh, like to play trivia games uh, the very first machine was called the indomitable
1: yes and you can actually see the indomitable
0: yes it's at the smithsonian yes so i wonder if the abominable snowman could be have an MRI in the in, in, in the, the indomitable.
1: I am I am almost certain that the abominable snowman has even more junk in the trunk than oh, yeah. Domadian.
0: Probably, probably does. I'll I'll ask my sister. She knows him. Okay. Yeah. Actually, no. You're right. That's true. She I'm does. not making it up. Um, so, uh, so but yeah. There there's a very small space uh, in an MRI machine. Yeah. Um, and, uh, do you think we should mention before we get into the technology behind it what you would use an MRI for? Sure, sure. Why don't you, uh, why don't you illuminate? <laughs> okay, well, um, there, there are lots of different things yeah. that you can use an MRI for. Now, mm-hmm. what it does yeah. is it basically captures an image of your insides. Yeah. Um, I was going to say sort of like an x-ray, but not really like an x-ray at all. No,
1: because x-rays are really good for things like bone structure and damage to bones, uh, whereas MRIs are really good for soft tissue, like organs
0: yes and uh if you ever have the opportunity to see pictures that have come from an mri uh might be worth looking up online but um it's it's really fascinating you could see a whole lot of detail yeah um and uh speaking of uh, of detail i mean i could tell you a little bit about that i i actually had an mri this year mm-hmm. uh, we'll get into that in a minute but uh you can look for things like uh tumors right uh for different signs of disease uh torn Ligaments mm. or uh, damage to tendons, um, just irregularities
1: and organs, all things kinds like that. Of stuff. Like someone might have an enlarged heart or things of that nature.
0: Yep, uh, damage to blood vessels, uh, you know, if you have anything wrong with your uh, abdominal area, um, mm-hmm. You know you could you could look to see if there's something that's uh that's available, and the technology is is amazing to me the things the report that I got back from the doctor when it was all done I was going, "How did you seal us they sent the entire thing, so I saw all the other stuff the um the person who did it cataloged pretty much everything that was visible even things they weren 't looking for, so I was going. That's a little creepy. Yeah, yeah. You <laughs> but think, it's, but you it's think amazing the, what they can do. You think do with the it.
1: backscatter X-ray machines at the airport are in, you know, are really
0: detail-oriented? Well, also, I found the key to my back door. It, it was, <laughs> it was, it was inside there all the time, and I wondered what happened to it. I apparently it fell in my burrito.
1: Oh, uh, okay. I I was wondering if that was a euphemism. No,
0: nope. okay. actually, actually, we'll get into this. If there had been a key. That In would have there, been bad. That would have been extremely bad. All
1: right. Yeah. So let's let's talk a little bit about MRIs and why they are important. Besides the fact that they look at your squishy bits as opposed to your skeletal system, like all the the, the your lungs and liver and all that kind of stuff, that they're really good for that. Um, That's it's a n- scientific term, isn't it? Squishy bits. Yes. Yeah. Well, I'm not. A, I'm I'm no medician. <laughs> um, I don't have my medicinal degree. Uh, the <laughs> It's it's non-invasive. No, Mm -mm. so that means it it doesn't. There's no uh, there's no incisions that have to be made, and also, unlike X-rays, it is uh, it's not an ionizing form of radiation.
0: Mm
1: -mm. Right now, X-rays are uh, that is a a form of ionizing radiation, which means that when the X-rays hit you, they can create uh, ions, which you know it's essentially it's stripping electrons away from from uh, atoms, Mm -hmm. and this can cause cells to be damaged. It can cause mutations, which is why you hear about, you know, it's, it's, it's why anyone who works in an X-ray laboratory Laboratory. I was about <laughs> to say laboratory. I, was,
0: I could hear it. It was so, great.
1: I, I I don't know why that has. Every now and then, I laboratory. My schedule has me in the laboratory this afternoon. The um, but anyone who works in one of those, they they usually have to be uh, behind like a, a protective barrier for whenever they're running the machines. Uh, it's why when you get an X-ray done of your teeth, you may have to wear a, like the lead apron. Yeah. Um, because too much exposure to too too many uh, x-rays can cause damage Mm -hmm. well mris do not use that kind of radiation there is radiation that's involved but it's not that it's not that ionizing radiation so it's there's no real damage um that that could happen on that on that in that way there Mm -hmm. are ways to get damaged getting an mri and you alluded to one of them earlier yes so um what exactly is going on here the MRI uh, we said that, that stands for magnetic resonance imaging. Mm-hmm. That magnetic, of course, is the really big part of this. There's a an enormous magnet that is um, uh, generating a very powerful magnetic field.
0: Yes, extremely powerful. In fact, um, uh, they they measure the field in in Tesla, not yeah. in Gauss, which is typical. Of measuring magnetic fields,
1: right? Right. Gauss is a is a, a unit that's much smaller than a Tesla. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. Yeah. As a matter of fact, a uh, uh, a Tesla is equal to ten thousand Gauss. Yeah. And uh, a typical MRI machine. Um, by the way, there's a very excellent article on uh, this website that you mentioned earlier. Oh, right.
1: Howstuffworks.com. Yeah.
0: Yeah. There is a great article on our, our MRI machines on there. So. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, according to that article, um, we do. Uh, there. There is a uh, field of about. 2 tesla going on so that's 20,000 gauss if right. you are inside the machine and um, it, and it is a a long machine it's long enough to uh you know stick a whole human in there yep um, but uh yeah so it's it's got very very powerful magnets in there uh, most frequently they're uh, permanent magnets
1: uh yeah or the, uh, super- superconductor conducting conducting magnets, magnets i'm yeah. sorry there are some that do use permanent magnets you're right but the majority, but the majority, majority are superconductors, superconductors. now a superconductor is an interesting thing. They, they In order to get a... Uh, it's essentially an electromagnet. Yeah. But to really reach superconductivity, they have to lower the resistance within the wires that create the magnetic field. Now, if you, I'm sure you all remember, but an electromagnet is essentially a coil of wire. You run an electric current through this coil of wire, and that generates a magnetic field. Yes. Well, all wires have a certain amount of resistance. It's dependent upon the material of the wire and the gauge of the wire. Yes. Mm-hmm. And... Resistance just that that that's going to inhibit the strength of the magnetic field, so to lower the resistance, you actually lower the temperature yes, and with superconductive magnets, you do this using liquid helium, which is incredibly cold. This is the same stuff they use to cool the Large Hadron Collider at CERn mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. that's a uh, four hundred fifty two point four degrees below zero if you're talking Fahrenheit or about two sixty nine point one below zero Celsius. Yeah, or as I call it on my scale, really, 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 really cold. Yeah, you're approaching
1: absolute zero, zero Kelvin, mm-hmm. and uh, and of course, zero Kelvin, absolute zero. What that means is you've reached a point where there is no molecular movement. Mm-hmm. So, really, when you think about temperature, in a way, you're talking about how fast molecules move. That's that's kind of a way of thinking about it, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well. So this, this way you're reducing the movement of those molecules as much as possible. You run the electric current through it, generates a very powerful magnetic field. Now, why do you create this magnetic field? Well, to do, to really understand that, you have to understand that the, uh, the whole basis of MRI is, uh, is on the principles of nuclear magnetic resonance. Mm-hmm. Now, first of all, when you hear the word nuclear, you start to freak out.
0: Right. Because,
1: yeah, well, nuclear power plants, nuclear bombs, you think about these things that are potentially really powerful and and devastatingly dangerous. But really, it just means that we're dealing with nuclei here. Yes. The the nucleus of an atom. And we're talking specifically about hydrogen. Mm -hmm. Now, a hydrogen nucleus is a proton. Mm -hmm. You've got a proton and an electron that's hydrogen. So your nucleus is just a proton. Now nuclear magnetic resonance is a spectroscopic technique that gets information about chemical and physical properties of a material at the microscopic level. And it was developed, it was actually discovered by uh, Felix Bloch and Edward Purcell at the same time independently in 1946.
0: Why is it always, it seems like big advances in science are always, there are always two people at figure it out about the same time i don't know it it is pretty
1: interesting when you
0: sit there and you think well
1: you know what driving forces inspired two people in different parts of the world to study the same thing and come to the same conclusion now what i would argue is that that shows that science is good because it means that if you follow the scientific method you will reach the proper conclusion in time
0: all right then. So I figured there was some kind of bond between them.
1: Science is good is the alternative title of this episode of Tech Stuff. Um, so at any rate, they they both actually were awarded the Nobel Prize in 1952. Uh, Damadian, did who who invented the MRI machine, mm-hmm. did not win the Nobel Prize, but at any rate, uh, you've got uh, this this principle, and the principle essentially essentially states that uh, there's this. Uh, feature of of atoms called spin yes nuclear spin Um, it's a little interesting and a little difficult to uh explain but but atoms are spinning in a particular direction Mm -hmm. all right uh independently of other materials but if you introduce a magnetic field that's strong enough to the uh to the atoms their spin will align with that magnetic field Mm Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like when you think of iron filings and a, and a magnet. If you uh, have the magnet in a certain way, the iron filings will actually start to align themselves in the in the same uh, uh, direction as the magnetic field around that magnet.
0: Right, right.
1: So uh, first you create this magnetic field, a powerful magnetic field, and that's using the superconductor magnet. And you start to align these proton uh Uh, Well, I'm sorry, not just protons, but these hydrogen nuclei Mm -hmm. in the proper alignment. Then you use uh, a radio frequency that's attuned specifically to those uh, nuclei. Mm -hmm. And you hit the nuclei with a frequency. When you do that, you excite some of the nuclei to a higher state uh, of energy. Mm -hmm. And then when you stop, when you remove that
0: radio frequency,
1: the nuclei return to their relaxed state.
0: Right, they went. They go back to what they were doing before.
1: Right, and by measuring this dif- difference, you can you can sort of see, you know, where the protons are, uh, mm-hmm. where the nuclei are. But you have to you have to get a little more specific than that. If you were just using the superconductor magnet and just using radio frequency, you would know that there were protons there, but you wouldn't really have a map. You wouldn't have an image that you could look at. It would just tell you that there were nuclei there. Mm-hmm. So what you have to do is. You have to actually add more magnets to the mix and create a a, a, a radiated magnetic field mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so this this gradation, this variable magnetic field gives you more information and you can actually map out what uh, uh, the the inside of something looks like based upon the the position of hydrogen uh, atoms uh, just through blasting it with radio frequencies and mm-hmm. putting this magnetic field around them. Uh, it's it's pretty interesting stuff, and it's a little complicated. Um, actually, it's a lot complicated. <laughs> <laughs> but because yeah, we're talking about uh, – really, we're talking about nuclear physics when we get down to it. Right. And, um, and of course, whenever you talk about magnetism, eventually you get to a point where I'm just like, okay, we're well beyond what I
0: can easily explain. Nonetheless, I really like magnets. And, you know, in an They're MRI super,
1: super cool. Yeah, they are. Know, but
0: – um, and there are actually, uh, I believe, there are actually three gradient magnets in an MRI machine. Yeah, um, and they're not as powerful as the superconductor magnet, but they right. don't need to be. Right, right. Um, but uh, let's see the uh, the tunnel. There's basically, it's if you think about it, it kind of looks like a donut on a stand, a very long donut. Right, and you uh, the the hole in this case is called the bore.
1: Yeah, B O R E.
0: Yes, uh, I also get that term when I go to parties but we won't go there now um, so, or sometimes when our podcast goes long yeah uh, but what happens uh, when you go to uh, to sit in for an MRI uh, you are asked to basically leave everything behind you don't wear your clothes you have to you know strip down and wear a hospital gown they ask you things like uh, you know do you have any metal in your body right any screws or metal plates or yes. uh,
1: if you have like a pacemaker, Anything like that could be, um, well, that would definitely be a problem.
0: Yes, because what what can happen uh, during the MRI process is, uh, depending on the kind of metal that may be inside, say uh, it's uh, a screw, a um, uh, steel screw, it, would, it could heat up and yeah. cause internal burns, which are bad.
1: Yeah, and, and you can't have any metal in the room because it's going to fly right at that MRI machine. Once you turn it on, that, that would be fun. No, it's not fun. No, I
0: mean <laughs> that was sarcasm. Yeah, um,
1: yeah. But- and it is sadly, it has it has actually contributed. Well, it's contributed to a few uh, pretty. Well-publicized accidents in yeah. in MRI l- uh, labs, um, including I almost did it again. Yeah, and you almost spit coffee all over me. I did. Um, so uh, I don't know what's Guilty. with me. Laboratory,
0: aluminium. Uh, yes, aluminium. I think is you're you're pretty safe. Yeah, it's not magnetic. So. And I have a uh, I have actually some some titanium inside, and I was kind of wondering about that. Uh, is that
1: what your key was made out of? Yeah. Okay.
0: Yes, it is. <laughs> so, no, uh, I I had a uh, yeah some clips from uh, a previous surgery. Wow, and, uh, you know, I was kind of concerned because I knew they were made of metal, and they said, no, "No, no, it's titanium. You're fine." You know, I honestly did not know this, but apparently, Mr. Paulette is the Bionic Man. Well, you know, that sixty million dollars doesn't buy what it used to. <laughs> this is this is becoming all that more
1: more and more apparent. Actually, it was six million. It wasn't sixty. 60. Well, that's the thing. The six it's, million. I'm no, adjusting man. for inflation. Oh, gotcha. Okay,
0: that's fair enough. Uh, yeah, but uh, yeah. So they what they do is they have you lie down on this. Um, It's sort of like a long, uh, like you might see a a gurney. Yeah. Except it's attached to the machine. You lie down and they, uh, there are motors attached to the underside of that. And they, uh, when you are comfortably lying back on this device, they, uh, the motors wheel you in. Right. And they don't necessarily have to put your entire body in the machine, which is good for people who are claustrophobic. Right. They don't have to look at your head. It's probably better not to. Yes,
1: you can actually go in feet first if if that's the case. I mean, um, and there are there are times where people have been sedated to uh, in order to calm down enough to be able to go through an MRI. But that's tricky too because one of the other parts about t- getting an MRI done is you have to stay very very still.
0: That is the truth.
1: Because if you move at all, then you're going to distort the image because you're going to change the position of those. Those nuclei, mm-hmm. you know, everything mm-hmm. that happens to be inside you. By the way, uh, in case you're wondering, we happen to have a lot of hydrogen in our bodies. Um, it's stored mostly in water and fat, but uh, uh, one figure I read said that about, oh, 63% of us is hydrogen. Hmm. So, uh, you know, it's, it's measuring where that is that we can make the, um, the, the images to, to show what's happening. So, yeah, when you go in and uh, the magnet kicks on and the um, radio frequency starts to blast you, What's that like?
0: Um, well, one of the things that uh, I have to say that the technician who administered the MRI that, uh, that I had earlier this year uh, was very, very patient. Um, and although I'm not claustrophobic, I was a little concerned that I might uh, feel a little uncomfortable being in, in such a tight space. Uh, they did put me all the way inside the bore of the MRI machine. Mm-hmm. Um, but one nice thing that they did, uh, they gave me a set of headphones and uh they had you know gave me a variety of music to choose from and i picked a station that i thought would be calming did
1: you choose the magnetic fields book
0: of love no i did not but that is an excellent uh Suggestion. series of records yeah um but uh no <laughs> it's funny i'm <laughs> uh, sorry it just kind of be funny um <laughs> But uh, that, and they, they put a, uh, a towel over my eyes, you know, and mm-hmm. had me lay back. And uh, they can actually talk to you from the uh, the booth. Right. So, right. They, you know, so how, are you how are you doing? Are you feeling okay? Um, you know, are you concerned? Right. Um, what they didn't tell me was it makes a whole lot of noise. Yeah. And I didn't read this article, uh, nor do any other research before I went in. Uh so when the sounds and i didn 't hear a loud knocking, so this is an uh you know i 've heard that some machines there is a loud knocking noise right now I, I I did not hear that what I heard sounded like a warning klaxon from a nineteen seventy two science fiction movie nice and i 'm going, well, either the bombing has started right, and they 're leaving me here to die right, or this is normal. <laughs>
1: Yeah, either the MIRI is going as planned, or the Klingons have a, have <laughs> materialized off the starboard bow. Exactly.
0: I'm not kidding. It was neat, and I'm going interesting. I, I assume that this is part of the normal functioning of the machine. And as it turned out, the Klingons left the hospital pretty much, uh, you know untouched so that's good that's good but yeah it's it's a little uh, it's a little disconcerting but i didn't really i didn't really feel a lot now uh you know they that was up until that was probably the two-thirds of the way through the mri and then they stopped and came in the room and had to move my body back out of the bore of the mri and i'm sure you probably know why that is we got to the next phase of the mri process uh because the mri can only do so much by itself at one point, they ask you if you're willing to be injected with a dye.
1: Ah, yes, a contrast dye.
0: Yes. The it's, thing is, it's it's it. Uh, from what I understand, it's radioactive and can cause some problems. Some people can have an allergic reaction to it. That is one of the dangers
1: of the MRI is that you can you can actually suffer an allergic reaction to the contrast material.
0: Yeah, they gave me a, a nice long form to sign, saying. You really won't be angry at us if we kill you, right? Yeah. Um I'm kidding. It was uh it was a little very more formal than it. that. Yes, and they were uh uh they explained it in great detail, so they were very, very nice people. But um but it's funnier to say it the other way. Yeah. But uh yeah, and so uh they injected me with a dye which felt very weird and uh kind of kind of a cold feeling actually. Yeah. yeah,
1: I've I've had I've had various dyes injected into me, both on purpose and on accident.
0: Hey, let's see if we can turn them orange. Sh- it was a weird, weird college experience. <laughs> anyway, then they put me back inside the machine and ran the machine for another 15 minutes. The whole thing for me only took probably about an hour, yeah. I would say.
1: Yeah, the, the, they tend to be between 15 and 45 minutes, but some can be a little longer. It all depends on the equipment, the technician, and exactly why you need to have the um, the MRI done. Because you know, if it's just one where you have to scan one little part of your body then obviously that's not going to take as long as if you need, you know, like a full body scan. Yeah. Um when when you're being put through the bore or when anyone really is being put through the bore, the part of the body that needs to be scanned has to be in the center of it, which is called the isocenter mm-hmm. of the bore. Um and uh, like I said that those uh, radio frequencies start to excite the hydrogen atoms in your body.
0: Ooh. Uh, Ooh. Ooh. <laughs>
1: flipping them making them go to a higher uh, energy state and then when what happens is when they go to that lower energy state they actually give off radio frequencies mm-hmm. the the atoms do the the nuclei give off these radio frequencies which you use uh, the mri machine picks up those radio frequencies and that's what provides the information to uh, to locate where the the nuclei are and thus build the picture of what's inside you it's mm-hmm. actually pretty cool now um, now a lot of people kind of freak out because they or some people I'm sure do because they hear the words radiation and they immediately sure. think of ionizing radiation but we're talking about radio frequencies here not x-rays or, or gamma rays or anything that would give you the power of super stretching abilities
0: so yeah, I was really disappointed yeah
1: yeah I, I, I got to admit i was a little disappointed too um but there are other uh things that can happen through an mri that can uh some interesting side effects that are possible
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Uh, well first of all not everyone can have an mri true because if you have any materials in you that would would interfere obviously that would be a bad idea Mm -hmm. Um, but also beyond that there's the uh you know if you're too large you couldn't have an mri um
0: and yeah, the, the bore is very, very narrow. Yeah, it's, tw- uh, it's like
1: two feet in diameter. Yeah. So, uh, uh, but uh, yeah, one of the other possible side effects I've heard about are called magnetophosphines.
0: I'm impressed.
1: What, that I was able to say magnetophosphines? Yes,
0: he practiced that for about a minute before we, we yeah.
1: started. I, I yeah, I got to magneto, and then I would say, I'll crush you, X-Men! <laughs> but um, magnetophosphines <laughs> It, the phosphine kind of gives it away. it's yeah. it's it's a visual phenomena. You get these visual sensations. it's like um it's like flashes of light like you're like someone's taking photographs of you, which kind of they are, except it's not really photograph. No. Um, but uh, it, you're getting these flashes of light and it, what's happening is it's it's not entirely understood, but it's it's these, these induced electrical currents that are occurring inside your retina uh, when you move through the magnetic field. Um, or that the or a magnetic field is changing around you. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it doesn't happen with everyone, and it's not going to happen on it's not going to happen every time you get an MRI, or even if you have experienced them before. There's no guarantee that you're going to experience them again if you have another MRI. And uh, they're harmless, but I'm sure that's very disorienting. Yeah. Um, apart from these, there really aren't that many hazards to having an MRI done, uh, and there are other potential uses of MRIs that we're just starting to kind of develop now, like the the functional MRIs,
0: mm-hmm.
1: which are really interesting. It's kind of making a map of the human brain. Interesting. And it can be a real-time map. You're actually looking at the images as someone is um, being subjected to various stimuli, and then you look at the patterns that are occurring in the brain, and you start to map functions that way. And, uh, the way this works is, uh, when you get someone to think about something, like think about moving your hand, or think about the color blue, or whatever, you know, whatever the, the criteria are, um, oxygen goes to the brain. And the level of ox- – as the level of oxygen increases in the regions where there's brain activity, that actually affects that magnetic field because oxygen's paramagnetic. Mm-hmm. And by measuring the differing levels of oxygen in the brain, you can kind of see brain activity.
0: Interesting. Yeah. There's – I mean, just the idea that you could, <clears throat> you could do that. I wonder how long – it seems like that would be sort of impractical, though. Well – Because you'd have to – I mean, you can't use you, – you wouldn't – you'd be limited in what you could offer – the subject in stimuli because yeah. it'd have to it would have to fit in the board and not interfere with the machine. Well, so it would again, involve a lot of thinking and yeah, what you could do with it.
1: But that. there's one one potential uh, use I've heard that's kind of scary and interesting at the same time, uh-huh. which is to use an FMRI as a new and improved lie detector. That's true. Where you ask the subject questions and you observe the brain activity and look for uh, attempts to be subversive or, uh, to elude the, the question asker person. Mm-hmm. Interrogator. That's a good word. We'll use that Ask her one. Asker person. Hey, whatever, man. I've been up for a really long time. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's, that's kind of the, the, uh, overall st- statement about, uh, MRIs and how they work. It's, it's really a very fascinating subject. And if you really want to delve into the science, um, uh, Dr. Joseph P. Hornack, Hornak, H-O-R-N-A-K, uh, of um, uh, Rochester Institute of Technology, has a hypertext textbook on MRIs, online, it's free. You can cool. read all about everything, the science behind MRIs, the math behind it, the math behind electron spins and, and nuclei spins. It's really fascinating reading, and it goes into way more detail. And um, you may need... Uh, most of the most of the text is pretty understandable to someone who's got you know a good grounding in math and science, but some mm-hmm. of it's going to go beyond that. So you know if you are interested in this sort of thing, I do recommend it. And also our article, if you want to have kind of the the general overview, and you know we dive into the science, but we don't get so far down that you need a degree in science or mathematics in order to understand it. Uh, our article at HowStuffWorks.com is also great, so I do recommend that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that wraps up this discussion on MRIs. If you have any questions or suggestions for topics, we do plan on hitting some of these other medical topics in the future. Yeah. Um, so uh, keep an ear out for those. Maybe we'll even have another. like We've got our movie-making series, our medical series, focus on series, demystifying series. We could have called this demystifying the MRI, I guess. Uh, but if you have any suggestions for similar topics, let us know. You can let us know on Twitter and Facebook. Our handle there is h s w. Or you can email us, and that address is techstuff at HowStuffWorks.com. Chris and I will talk to you again really soon.
0: For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com. To learn more about the podcast, click on the podcast icon in the upper right corner of our homepage.
1: The How Stuff Works iPhone app has arrived. Download it today on iTunes.